0: Hey friends, welcome back to season three of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally, physically, and spiritually by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Hello, you guys. This is Ashley Kaywood. I am co hosting for Allie. So excited to be here. I got to co-host for Allie not very long ago, and I absolutely loved it. So again, you may be a little surprised to hear my voice, hear my name, but I am pumped to be here with you guys. I'm really realizing the last two times that I've been on Allie's podcast, how much joy it brings to talk about something that you really are passionate about. It gives me such a fulfilling feeling. So I'm excited to do that again with you guys. If you haven't met me, if you hadn't heard from me in the other podcasts, again, my name is Ashley Kaywood. I am a full time fitness instructor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who is head over heels in love with her job. <laughs> love being a fitness professional. Like I've talked about in the past with you guys, the passion is in exercise programming, giving people a good workout, being a highlight of someone's day with exercise. But even more passion for me does come from wanting to do my part in helping people build that positive relationship with food, positive relationship with their bodies positive relationship with the gym, where it's not something that's affecting people's mental health, which was the main subject in my last episode that I was able to guest host on here, but also helping people reframe their mindset. Because man, oh man, the power of the mindset, I have dealt with that as well, which I also feel adds quite a bit of passion for me. I've dealt with setting unattainable goals for myself and setting very unrealistic expectation up with myself and reframing my own mind around the subject is what helped lead me to success. I strive every day to help do the same for my clients, and hopefully I can help you guys today as well. It's crazy how all of those things, your relationship with your body, your relationship with food, with the gym, etc., so much of it comes with mindset. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. The physiological science, the science of your body paired with psychological science, the study of your mind, they're so closely related and they so closely relate and depend on each other to strive without putting some kind of focus on your mind. Your physical goals will likely not come to pass. I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) Tune in. Hear this. Without putting some kind of focus on your mind, your physical goals will likely not come to pass. Your mind is so important and it works with your body. I'm going to be discussing both of those sciences, the study of the mind, the study of the body, how they can either kind of make or break you. Let's go for make you. That's what we're striving for. And also how similar they are. A way to look at it. If you heard my last episodes, I'm borderline obsessed (laughs) with the idea of maintainable habits and routine. That is the trick to success. No magic pill no certain form of training, certain way of eating. It's just all in your routine. So I love that side of what I do. But I also love the science, the physical science behind fitness, like weightlifting. The science behind weightlifting is very interesting to me. With building muscle, if you put a stressor on your muscle – and then give it the time to recover and give it what it needs to recover, that is how muscle is built. So a lot of that is with progressive overloading, making sure to really challenge your muscle. If your muscles aren't getting challenged, they're not able to rip and recover and evolve and see improvement, but if you do challenge it, if at the end of every set, you're like, man, that was tough. I don't know if I could have done another rep. That was super challenging. And then you pair it with proper nutrition, proper hydration, proper sleep, and proper time in between training. That's when muscle is built. What is so interesting to me is that it's such a similar story with your mind. Whenever you put a positive stressor on your mind, it can rise to the occasion and it can improve. There's obviously not a dumbbell for the brain, but it can be stuff like meditating, reading a book that challenges you in an area that you're wanting to improve. Anything like that where you are asking your brain to rise to the occasion It can do the same thing as your skeletal muscles in that it can adapt to what you're asking of it. As long as you're giving it similar time to improve similar nutrition, sleep, hydration, it can do exactly what your skeletal muscles do. It can evolve. It can improve. It can grow. So I so highly encourage you, especially since I mainly talk about fitness, I feel like this throws people off guard a little bit, but I encourage you to read. Find a book that challenges your mind, that helps you learn about something that you're wanting to improve on with your mindset, with your schedule, et cetera, and challenge your brain. Just like you would challenge your muscles in the gym, challenge your brain, and then give it the atmosphere that it needs. Give it the fuel that it needs, and it will change for you. It will improve for you. And let me tell you why it's important to want to see improvement in your mind. One big reason that you would want to improve your mind is that it directly affects your physical goals. I'm not just saying that. That's not just a cliche thing to say. If your mind is not in the right spot, what your body is able to do is going to be so much lesser than it could be. Let me give you guys an example. Let's say there are two women that go to the gym. They have very similar genetic makeup, very similar strength, very similar skill level to date, and they both attempt a 150-pound back squat for the first time. They're going for the lift. They both fail. They both fail that lift. The way that they respond to the failure is going to determine so much. Let's say person number one, they fail the lift. Their mind instantly goes to a negative place they instantly react in a negative way. They start saying, I'll never be able to get it. They start talking to themselves as if they're a failure because they failed. That's person number one. Person number two on the flip side of it, telling you this right here gives me goosebumps. They're thinking, I now have the opportunity to grow this now gives me a goal. This is something that I can strive for. Every time I hit a failure or I hit a rough patch, I try to say that to myself. And again, it gives me goosebumps. It gives me butterflies to say it. I now have the opportunity to grow. There's no reason for me to be stagnant. I can now reach for more. That is person number two's response. They both attempted the same lift. They're both in the same area. It's nearly the exact same circumstance. But let me tell you, what their bodies are going to accomplish from then on is going to be very, very different because of their mindset. Person number two is going to be so much more likely to see further improvements Physically, that 150-pound lift, she's going to get it. (laughs) Over time, she's going to get stronger and stronger. She is going to accomplish that lift. She's going to see the improvement when she looks in the mirror. She has the mindset to take care of business and get stuff done. Person number one, big example of self-sabotage. This person is holding themselves back. And I would hope that person number one would take those steps to improving their brain, to improving their mindset, so that they can also see that improvement. Another thing that's crazy to think about is routine. Like I said, I'm borderline obsessed (laughs) with the idea of routine because I know how powerful it is. I've seen how it changed my life, helped me achieve my goals, and similar with clients of mine. And what's crazy is our brain craves it. Our mind craves routine. And I'm telling you, routine is a big secret to success. So think about it. Your mind wants you to succeed. It is craving what it takes for you to succeed. So whenever you put those maintainable habits into place, take the time to set a routine. It is a major win win your brain and your mind are is getting what it wants and your body is getting what it needs to adapt and to change and to improve so how crazy is that how much your brain and your body can work together your brain is craving what it takes for you to succeed like allow your mind and your body to work together for the greater good of your goals and Yes, your brain can do so much for you, but also the physical can do a lot for the brain. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning (laughs) to get to work. I teach a 5 a.m. fitness class. Absolutely love it. But I wake up very early. (laughs) And then with some of my fitness clients, it can go a little bit later in the afternoon. Come midday, once I get around the noonish area, The 3.30 a.m. alarm clock hits me. I start feeling it. I can feel that fatigue. Something that I do whenever I'm really feeling the fatigue is I go on a 30-minute walk. I'm telling you guys, getting that blood flow, getting my heart rate up just a little bit, and the sunshine, the vitamin D. It gives me more energy and it also improves my mindset. I can feel my mindset shift to a more optimistic place. Then whenever I get back to the gym to train my next session or train my next client, I am in a better spot because I moved my body because of something that I physically did. There is so much more to your workout than just your body composition. Like, let that sit for a second. There is so much more that you are getting. Your mind is getting so much, your energy levels, your health, your stress levels, the amount of sleep that you're going to get. This is another let your mind and your body work together. Let them both get the benefit because that's what's going to happen. A way to think about that is you're more likely to do something if you have more than one reason to do it. An example of that. Whenever I was first setting out on my fitness goals, the biggest thing that was holding me back was how often I was eating out. Can anyone else relate to that? (laughs) I would either want to grab something quick on the way home or at the end of the day, I would have bought groceries over the weekend, but I just didn't want to prepare them. (laughs) So we would just run to the restaurant and grab something easy, you know, something that helped me eat out less. I still eat out sometimes. I'm big on being realistic, but what helped me with eating out less and eating at home, preparing my own whole foods more often was one, my fitness goal, my health goal, but also how much money I was spending eating out this often. So, I had two reasons to not eat out as much. My health, my body, the goal body that I wanted to attain, but also wanting to save some money you know so making movement and nutrition and hydration and sleep a priority is a double whammy in the best way because not only is your body thriving with these priorities your body is not the only thing getting a lot out of it and i think a lot of the time that's how we look at it but your mind is also getting so much. Like I said earlier, your stress level is going to go down. Your energy level is going to go up. The way that you react to difficulty is going to improve. The amount of happiness in your life is going to improve through all of these things. Even thinking with nutrition, I feel that whenever people hear that I count macros, (laughs) they're thinking that I'm someone who thinks... As long as it fits my macros, then it works. And that could not be farther from the truth. I'm very big on balance. I've talked in past episodes. I'm very 80-20. 80% of the time, I make it a priority to eat whole nutrient-dense food. 20% of the time, I don't. And that keeps it realistic for me where I'm able to maintain that day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. But a reason that I make it a priority to eat those healthy nutrient-dense foods 80% of the time Is because of the happy hormones that can be stored in your gut. Taking care of your gut health, again, plays so much into the physical results that you're going to see. Whenever you have good gut health, that's going to reflect in what you see in the mirror. But also, happy hormones are stored there. (laughs) Like Your happiness is going to thrive whenever you are paying attention to your gut health. So whenever you do these things, know that you have so many reasons to do it. Whenever you go out for a 30-minute walk, whenever you get, I love how Ali always talks about 30 minutes of movement a day. If that's what works best for you, getting that nutrient-dense food in, properly hydrating your body, getting that sleep, so many reasons to be doing that. Your mind is going to thrive. Your body is going to thrive. And a big thing, holding people back from going for it, the biggest mental block that I see is self sabotage self-sabotage. It is extremely common. Overthinking something outside of your comfort zone is a common self-sabotage. Or overthinking something that does not need to be overthought can be a big form of self-sabotage. A lot of the time when people come to me, they want a quote-unquote plan. They want to be told when they should eat, how much they should eat, what kind of training they should do, how many reps, how many sets the exact amount of weight. And they don't want to go any deeper than that. But there is something so much deeper than that. And that's reframing the brain to avoid self-sabotage, to make sure that they're able to take these steps, do their training, work on their nutrition, and not self-sabotage themselves in the process. And that is your mind. Like Yes, your body deserves to be worked on and improved, but so does your mind. And that is in Reframing one way that you can reframe is educating. I have a lot of clients that come in and they tell me what their nutrition has looked like to date, and they're telling me that they were striving to eat 1200 or 1300 calories as they tell me about their active lifestyle. So, when I, as their trainer, tell them we need to add more calories, you need to be eating more to properly fuel your body. I get an instantly terrified look from my client. That's where I take the opportunity to educate. The more educated you get on a subject, the more your brain is reframing around that education. So I take the time to say, here's what this fuel is going to do for you. You are going to be able to maintain this many calories. This is going to reduce the binging or the self-hate talk that comes from not hitting that very low mark. Let me educate you on why I'm adding calories. And I just try to slowly watch those wheels turn and see their mind adapt. So if that's something you're struggling with, hire a professional, take the time to educate yourself and be open to what you're learning and feel your brain frame around what you are learning. Another way that you can do it, it's just the idea that proof is in the pudding. Sometimes we need a little bit of proof to get the ball rolling in a way that you can think that if you overthink how simple the process can be, my most famous saying, simple and easy are not the same word because they're not. I did not say that it's easy, but it can be simple. And if you overthink that, and if you make it more difficult than it needs to be, again, form of self-sabotage. Something I challenge you to do is to set one or two maintainable goals for yourself. I want you to stick with those maintainable goals. I just want you to decide right now, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to do it. And then I want you to mark progress as you continue to hit those goals, those maintainable habit-based goals. Let me give you an example. A client of mine was very much in that overthinking zone. So I set two simple goals for her. I said, I want you to get your water in and I want you to go on a 30 minute walk when the sunshine is still out with your family. I want you to do that every day. And I had certain markers that I wanted her to be recording on how her energy level was feeling how she was reacting to difficulty, how she was sleeping, uh, our normal body composition check-in, looking at, you know, inches in weight, which is part of tracking progress, but not at all the only way to track progress. She improved significantly in all of those areas. She improved significantly in all of those areas. She was struggling with sleep. She was struggling with mood levels, was feeling very down, very unmotivated, and was having difficulty seeing changes in her body. She was showing multiple signs of being dehydrated. And I could see how having trouble seeing the physical response, that that could be part of it. Her first mindset was, let's do a lot less calories. Let's go back to 1,200 calories. And I challenged her. I challenged her, let's make this a little bit more simple. I want you to stick with what I have been telling you to do. And what we're going to add is something simple. I think we need to get you more hydrated. Think we need to up your hydration, and I think getting some extra vitamin D, getting a walk outside, getting some sunshine, I think that's going to help reframe your mind. I just want to add those two things for the next two weeks. Mark all of that progress as we go, then let's recollect and see where you're at. And like I said, she saw improvements in all of those areas, so that showed her that sometimes it can be simple, and that really did get the ball rolling with her. Sometimes you Need that gold star. You need to see the proof in the pudding to kind of get the ball rolling for yourself. So, if you need to keep it simple, add one or two things. Mark progress as you go. So, I really hope that helps you guys. That is my biggest wish for you to keep it simple, mark your progress as you go. And a reminder from the beginning of what I said read, find a book that challenges you, challenge your brain to rise to the occasion strengthening your mind is just as important as strengthening your body. And a big point is your body won't be able to rise to the occasion if your mind can't. So don't just challenge your body, challenge your mind. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love that I got to do a third episode on here. Again, try to go find those other episodes I was on. I have loved every single one of them. Talking to you guys brings me a lot of joy. So give them a listen if you haven't already. Again, my Instagram, it's at unleashed underscore misfit. Talk a lot on there about kind of mindset reframing a lot of yummy food, all this stuff. So hope to hear from you guys soon. You guys have a great day.